And good morning, everybody in Columbus and podcast territory. This is Gary Demas with the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. I've got Jamie here with me. So, Jamie, today we have an exciting show planned. Yes, always. We always have an exciting show planned. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so we welcome everybody this morning. We know that you can reach us by email, info at davefox.com, and you can call our office, which some people do, <laughs> or you could email, you know, we get emails. If that goes to info at that goes to our main person at the front, and she sends Jamie and I a copy. Yeah, absolutely. And we love hearing from our listeners. It was interesting. We got a, a note from a guy who listens, has been listening to the podcast, and where is he from? Um I think it was Georgia. Georgia, yeah, yeah, out of state. So he's just been going through them, and he came to the one, I don't know, months ago when we had a special deal where uh, if anybody wanted a Dave Fox tape measure. Yeah. So he just came across that podcast and emailed and said, hey, is there any way I can still get one? Yeah. Absolutely. Sure thing. So we sent him one. Um, so, yeah, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we welcome you. We talk about home remodeling. Not commercial, it's all residential, because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. And all types of remodeling, even we get into the outdoors sometimes. Um, yeah, really just a lot of information kind of on your home, you know, maintenance, yeah. new trends, mm-hmm. um, and definitely a lot of remodeling tips, ideas, kind of things to know yeah. about the industry. Okay, so have you ever done tatting? Do you know what tatting is? I don't know what tatting okay. is. It's kind of a lost art. My wife learned it from her grandmother. Okay. And it's real fine uh, thread work. So if you think of a doily and all the fancy stuff. Yeah. Well, think of shrinking that down 50 times to real fine thread work. Wow. So you can make lace and loops and things that you put on a dress or a blouse. So the reason I mentioned that is we're talking about trim today, wood trim in a home. And that's kind of what a trim does, uh, does a wood trim. It kind of accents edges mm-hmm. and areas around things yeah. and adds some beauty to it. It's also functional, uh, but it really adds elegance and beauty to a plain room. Yeah, I mean, it adds a ton of character. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me what a little bit of wood can do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really remarkable. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's our show today, talking about wood trim and uh, the ways that that can really beautify your home. If you feel like you're living in a rectangular box, then (laughs) you need some really nice moldings in there and it will change, revolutionize the way the place feels. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Yeah. So when I think of trim, the first thing that comes to mind is just kind of the standard Mm -hmm. baseboard. Yeah. Which it's amazing how different even just baseboard can be, yeah. you know? And then it's like, is there shoe mold? Is there not? You know? mm-hmm. um, so like in this room that we're in now, this is what, a one by six? Yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. But it's a, just a simple one by six. It adds so much, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, character and like elegance to the space. Yeah. Um, so there's a scale that's important. So the room we're in now has, I think, 10 foot ceilings. Yeah. So you wouldn't want a little three and a half inch base down there because it would look very puny. Right. Uh, So you need some scale. You need a six or eight inch base in a room like this. Sure. Because the scale. And you notice the window moldings are like a 
four like inch four, board. Yeah. So here again, it's a sense of scale. Yeah. Um, so in a small home with typical eight foot ceilings, you need the, the base trims. Well, let's just first talk about trims in general, where you get them, the quality. If you go to the home box stores, the big box stores, mm -hmm. you're going to find very rudimentary trim and quite honestly, not a very high quality. So I don't think you can go to one of the big box stores, get some really nice trim for your home and make a big difference. Um, there's several places in the Columbus area, Dublin Millworks for one, mm -hmm. um, where they have a lot nicer trims to pick from. There's a lumber store up in Charm, Ohio, Kime Lumber. Mm -hmm. They have literally thousands of profiles. If you look at all the base, the shoe, the trims, the crowns, the chair rails. And profiles for someone that doesn't know. How would you explain that? Yeah. So it's basically the ornamentation on, on that board, how it's cut mm -hmm. and the different curves and, and edges. Yeah. So that's the profile. And, and they can custom match there as well, right? Yeah. If you go through their thousands of uh, profiles and don't find one you like, you can draw one and <laughs> they'll make that molding for you. So. Or, you know, sometimes we're working in a, a historic home or, you know, something really unique um, that we're trying to match. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. that's a good option. Yeah. So we'll pay yeah. like a setup fee for them to create cutters and stuff. It's probably like 150 bucks or something. Yeah. And then they'll literally. But I think that's so cool that they can. I mean, we can match feasibly anything, which yeah. I think is awesome. Because, yeah, so. you know, some of the homes we work in are mm -hmm. so old or so unique. Um, yeah. Yeah. So nice. from time to time, we actually have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, where you buy the molding is important and the quality that you get. And then the type of wood uh, is a big deal, too. So a lot of times, well, today, painted trims are very popular mm -hmm. so you can get popular is probably the most widely used trim in this area yeah and you can get a paint grade or a stain grade wood so the stain grade the color in the wood is going to be paid attention to when they're making the molding okay and also it's all going to be out of one board but if you go to a paint grade poplar in particular mm -hmm. then a lot of times it's going to be a finger jointed wood so it's made up of a bunch of cutoffs and there might be pieces 12 inches, 14 inches, eight inches, all glued together with finger joints. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the board, it looks kind of funny because you all see all the different colorings and stuff of those different yeah. pieces put together. But it paints perfectly well and you have a solid wood product that's durable and can be sanded and finished very well. Yeah. Yeah, it does, it makes it very smooth. Um, poplar it looks very smooth typically yeah poplar does not have a strong grain in it like yeah. oak or ash or hickory okay yeah maple poplar uh, they're gonna have very smooth grain alder yeah uh, so for painting poplar is really the, the go-to wood yeah and just want to prime it well and put two, two good coats of finish on it and you'll end up with a nice smooth finish and beautiful moldings there you go yeah Easy peasy. <laughs> so, and you mentioned like shoe mold. Yes. Well, it reminds me, uh, years ago, we were working in a house in the Columbus area. And this is probably 15 years ago. 
and we were putting molding base trim in the home mm-hmm. and we and it was a hard surface floor so ceramic tile floor uh-huh so the typical protocol is use baseboard on any hard surface floor because you want to you know fill the gaps between the bottom of the base and that floor right so the shoe mold is flexible enough to fit right down and seal all the gaps up yeah so we put down the nice trim base trim it was like a five or six inch trim very mm-hmm. nice profile and we started putting shoe mold down and the owner come and said whoa you're not putting that in my house this is a million dollar home mm-hmm. <laughs> So in his mind, shoe molding was like an easy out or just something that is not the highest quality level. Yeah. But the fact is, even in his million dollar home, hard surface floors are not perfectly flat and perfectly right. straight. <laughs> so if you have a six inch base trim and you set it down on the floor, that base trim is not flexible and it won't curve with every little curve in the floor. Yeah. So you really need to so use a shoulder. You will have yeah. gaps. So you really need a shoe molding to just, you know, flush everything finish up off, and yeah. finish it off well. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Today we're talking moldings and we were just talking about base trim in the earlier segment. If you missed it, yeah. you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com and there you can hear everything that we just said 15 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> so welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas and Jamie Broslavsky's here. She's our marketing coordinator. So it's the two of us yes. every Sunday morning. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> All right. So we got into the baseboard. Mm-hmm. And we got into shoe molding. Yeah. There's not much differentiation with shoe molding. It kind of is what it is, right? There's a very standard profile that's a half inch by three quarter. Yeah. With kind of a half rounded top. So that's a very standard profile. Yeah. Some people will use three quarter round, which is three quarter measure both ways in a perfect, you know, quarter circle. Mm-hmm. But that's not very popular. The shoe shoe mold, the typical half by three quarters, what almost everyone uses. Okay. And you can get that. You know, we talked about using poplar for painted trim, but if you're staining it, you can get oak, you can get cherry, you can get maple, all different types of woods, and you can also get shoe molding to match that. And those are available at the Kime Lumber in Charm, Ohio as well. Okay. They're the widest selection in this area. And I would say we're still seeing most trim get painted. Would you yeah, agree? Very yeah, very much so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen a new trend lately where um, since white walls are so popular yeah. that now the trim is being painted the color, which uh, is a really interesting mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Um, but that can be a nice accent yeah, too. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the base trims, uh, scale is important. If you have high ceilings or large rooms, you need a little bigger scale. If you put little puny three inch trim that you'll find at the big box stores it's <laughs> gonna look puny yeah i always prefer a more substantial a more substantial yeah, yeah mm-hmm. trim um and i i like the simplicity of just a one by six even yeah without much any profile to it uh, well you know lines. each home has a theme yeah and you want to match that theme i will say that is a, a personal pet peeve of mine is when there's too many different types of trim or wood, woodworking mm-hmm. in a home yeah I do like when it's kind of all... Kind of like when you put somebody uses too many fonts in an ad. Right oh, <laughs> man, don't even get me started, Gary. <laughs> the fonts. Okay, yeah. I can, we could do a whole episode <laughs> on fonts. 
All right. Um, Wood well, molding. The don't font use Comic Sans, okay? Designer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the molding I think is really interesting in that there's a few, there's different ways to do it that can give different levels of elegance and in yeah. completely mm-hmm. things can be so similar but give a completely different um vibe yeah you know mm-hmm. they can be classic they can be modern it can be you know all these different elements even though it's just wood on a wall you know but just mm-hmm. the slightest detail of how you lay it and what you do with it can just really drastically change the impression yeah, it yeah gets. you can be very artistic with it yeah absolutely so it used to be, you know, I think back to, I don't know, was that the 70s when everything was paneled? You know, every family rooms oh, and everything had the wood paneling. And the, the doors, mm-hmm. even cabinet doors had uh, provincial profiles. Yes. On it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how it's really made a, a comeback. Yeah. It's just a little a little change. Yeah. And you just twist it a little bit and then it comes back. Yeah. Um, but I remember so many houses I would go into growing up it must have been really popular where I was from in Cleveland, but so many houses had, especially in the basement, had yeah. those wood panel walls. Uh-huh. Um, and now, gosh, all you have to do is paint them white yeah. <laughs> and they're popular again. But yeah, it's interesting how, but then there's certain trim that's so classic. I mean, you can walk into a house that's a hundred years old mm-hmm. and it has trim that you would put in today yeah and typically that trim is going to be very substantial and yes pretty decorative yes yeah. absolutely some of the nicer big homes and some of the gorgeous homes like on in downtown columbus and other areas will have even different woods for different rooms mm-hmm. like butternut in one room cherry in another maple in another yeah it can get very elaborate yeah um, that'd be really expensive to do today yes very <laughs> Now, one thing I always think of with with trim and molding on the walls is um, for like a panel wainscoting. Mm -hmm. There's even a couple ways to do that because you can do it and have the drywall be the center. Mm -hmm. And the panel molding is somewhat of a, almost like a picture window, like a thick picture window that connects. And we've done it, or I've seen it where we do it with a true backing too. So Like a quarter inch uh, plywood or something, yeah. Which is probably the true way you're supposed to do it. But you can use drywall just the same, right? Yeah. So here's the trick in using drywall. So typically, and panel molding is very popular now. Yeah. And different heights are popular too. You Mm -hmm. can go very high. You can go up 60 inches high. You can go up 20 inches high. There's so many different looks you can get from doing that. So like it's going to be one by four or one by six boards creating these panels, square Mm -hmm. panels. So... You want it all to look like wood, right? Right. So if you take drywall that's been painted several times with a roller, you got all these little dimples in it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you paint that, it doesn't really look like wood. It's not flat. Yeah. So that's why you'd use a quarter-inch plywood panel. <clears throat> but okay. one trick, which I actually used on my house, is I took a sander and sanded the dimples off. Oh. So it made a very flat surface. And then uh, I was able to get away with that. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, we did that in our old house. Mm-hmm. We had a two-story great room. Mm-hmm. And we did the the panel wainscoting. Probably, let's say our ceilings were, I don't know, 20, 20 feet high. Mm-hmm. I think we did it maybe 
16 feet high or so. Okay. Or I'm trying to remember now is in our Mm -hmm. old house, but we did it almost all the way up. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, the amount of character it added to a two story great room was jaw dropping. Yeah, (laughs) it really was. Um, It made such a big difference. And we did drywall as well. It was Mm -hmm. we had built the house, so it only been painted once and it was sprayed. Okay. So we lucked out that it was pretty it was pretty smooth. So once you spray it, or even just paint it, but with a the proper sheen. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, that's the important part, I think, yeah. too. When you get into using drywall or any woodworking, is using the right sheen on it. Because yeah. you don't want to put flat paint on trim work. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So on your walls, uh, a matte finish could work, or a satin finish, or eggshell. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of three shades of lower sheen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the matte paint looks really nice. Yeah, especially in a darker color. I always think it looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for trim, we typically use a semi-gloss. Right. Yeah. So it just gives the trim a little more flair. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what trim is there for. It's kind of an accent piece. Yeah. It wants to be a little more showy. Yeah. I, in our old house, we our trim was alabaster. Like mm-hmm. the color, it wasn't quite white. Mm-hmm. And I loved... Um, painting our walls the same color in a different sheen. Yeah. We did that in the bedrooms and yep. it's such a pretty look. Yeah. yeah, it's a little subtle difference. Yeah. But it really is noticeable. Yeah. So you get sheen makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Especially in the house we moved into. I did touch up paint in the hall upstairs in the wrong sheen. No. <laughs> <laughs> also makes a really big difference. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but with the with the trim, getting that semi gloss on there and, and really making it pop. And especially if you are using the drywall, um, mm-hmm. getting that right sheen on there makes a yeah. big difference. But yeah, so, and you can also do, you know, just um, the picture windows with like the paneling piece, kind of like the skinny, you know, where you're not doing the one by six or so, but uh-huh. just a, a small. Yeah, a sp- panel molding. Yeah, just the small panel molding and almost create kind of picture frames, mm-hmm. which can. As far as a do-it-yourself job, I would say it's probably the easiest one. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it's not quite as elegant a look, I, I don't think, personally. No. But uh, it definitely does make a difference. And you yeah. can like do different uh, shape rectangles, smaller ones at the bottom, larger at the top. You can yeah. just vary things around to add some interest to it. And it makes a big difference. And then you would uh, cap it off with a top molding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sure. you yeah. typically have your, uh, if you're using one by fours, you'd have a one by four at the top and then you'd cap that off with the molding that protrudes out a little further. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome back. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're here every Sunday morning at eight o'clock or if you're in pod- podcast world, we're here whenever you, whenever you turn us on. Right. <laughs> okay. We're on demand. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so today... Jamie, why don't you tell people what we're talking about in case they just tuned in? Yeah, absolutely. So today we're talking about molding and trim work um, and just kind of the updates that you can make to your home with just that simple, you know, wood. Yeah. You say simple, like it's so easy. Just slap it on there. I mean, just slap it on on there, get a nail gun, and you're good. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely a a real art to putting trim on well. There, There definitely is. You can... Always notice it um, where two pieces are butting up to each other. Sure. That's where the real, the amateur versus the professional comes through. Yeah. <laughs> Being an amateur myself, 
I can really spot it. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Um, <clears throat> but that's definitely where the, the art takes over of when trim is done yeah, you know, let's just talk a little bit about installing trim. Yeah. In case somebody wants to take that challenge, or maybe you've done it in the past and had some questions. So, okay, so you've got a long run of baseboard. Let's mm-hmm. say it's 24 feet. Yeah. And you don't really buy a 24-foot piece of trim. So you've got to have probably two pieces in there. <laughs> yeah. So where they join together, you're going to cut that on a 45-degree angle, mm-hmm. and you're going to make that lap where there's a stud. And the reason you want to do it where there's a stud is so when you nail it, you can draw it up tight. Okay. If you have nothing, if you have a six-inch high trim, you've got the bottom plate that you can nail to all the way along. Mm-hmm. But the upper part of the trim, you have to nail into a stud. So if you've got a <clears throat> a joint, you want that joint to be right on a stud so that you can pull those pieces together tight. And you're going to put the little glue on that joint when you put the two pieces together. Mm-hmm. And the 45-degree angle helps buffer the edge and smooth it out a lot. Yeah. So if you're painting the trim, you know, pretty much will disappear. Even if you're using a a stained wood, it's still going to be a nice joint. You'll see a difference in the grain where the two boards come together, but perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely um, a good kind of trick. Same with corners. You know, so inside corners, you're going to cope it. Well, you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, unless you're using a square one by six or something. Yeah, yeah. But any profiled molding, you'll want to cope that molding. So coping is uh, a little art. more challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're, you're going to butt one board directly into the wall, and then the board that's going to come up against that on a 90-degree angle, you're going to cut a 45-degree angle, and then you're going to follow the profile that your cut makes with a coping saw. And you're going to give some back relief. So you're going to saw it at a little bit of a back angle so that the only thing touching the piece that you already put in is just the very edge of the profile. And then you're going to have a file, a couple files, round files, some sandpaper to just fine tune that edge. And then you'll set it up against there and it's just going to look gorgeous. If it's done by the right person. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I like the one by sixes. (laughs) Okay, yeah. No, but Mm. it truly is an art form. I mean, being able to watch some of um, our people out in the field doing trim work is, Mm -hmm. that's where the real, that's where it really, there's a difference. There's a professionalism to it that comes through. Um, And you know, there's many levels there. Because like crown molding can be very challenging. Yeah. <clears throat> Number one, you're turning it on a 45 degree angle more or less, you know, to <clears throat> because it's going to be at an angle. Yeah. So then you're fighting <clears throat> how straight is the wall and how level is the ceiling. Yes. So the ceiling is going to have some give and take mm-hmm. on it and your walls are going to have some give and take. And this crown mold is going to be up there at an angle and... Where you the, where the corners join there can be very challenging. Yeah, it can be. I mean, even just the cutting. I mean, if it's your first time running crown molding, get a lot of extra. Because <laughs> you will probably cut it wrong at least once. Because figuring out those sure. angles yeah. and then taking it down and walking over <laughs> to you know your saw is, you'll be like, wait a minute, which way did I say? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you find out you cut that board one sixteenth of an inch too short yep. on it. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's definitely a tricky um, thought process Mm -hmm. of of cutting it correctly, getting it to match correctly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, our our first time with our doing it ourselves, there was a lot of um, extra runs to the store and a lot of silicone involved. Yeah. <laughs> caulking but, yeah, covers a, a caulking. multitude of sins. Yeah, no, there's no such thing as too much sometimes. <laughs> but but yeah, it's when it's done well though, I mean it's amazing what it can really add to a room. Even mm-hmm. crown molding, you know, and and having the vision of which pieces to kind of stack together. Yeah. Cuz you know, sometimes you don't need to get a huge piece of crown molding. You get the crown one piece of crown molding and then you add it with you know, another um, kind of strip or plate and it's painting it all just makes it all come together. Yeah. You You mentioned stacked stacked moldings or multiple or built up moldings, which can create a wonderful effect. And like with the crown, it's popular to take an inverted base trim and put it flat against the wall. So the decorative edge on base is typically at the top. So you just invert it. So you've got the decorative edge at the bottom. Right. And then you'll go up a little ways on that and mount your crown molding. So it creates very elaborate uh, and more substantial looking molding. Yeah. It's nice to add to like a dining room or a formal space, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And then this is, you know, a popular trim now that I've seen a lot. Would you call that a board and batten? No. No. It's just a square up. It's a panel book. Just a panel. So yeah. So it's one by four boards put on a walk with in rectangle shape so it'd be like a paneled wainscoting yeah yeah now and we have um in our house there's a kind of a lower level and it has a it's popular in basements where it's like halfway up the wall it kind of jogs mm-hmm. um if you were to cap that would you do the same thing where you do the two pieces at a 45 degree angle even on a horizontal surface I think you lost me there. You know, I lost you. Yeah. Um, so if the wall, I'm drawing here for Gary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Working on some sketches. This is the graphic artist. The wall goes, you know. Oh, it has, has a jog in it. Yeah, it has a jog in it. Okay. If you wanted to cap this here and you were running trim basically on the, the flat surface of it. <laughs> so now are you, we, we're putting a paneled walls on here mm-hmm. with one by fours yeah so we come across the wall and then there it just jogs what four inches or yeah. six inches and then continues on mm-hmm. so <clears throat> where it jogs actually that's a good point so, on a very short wall let's say your your moldings are placed 18 inches apart yeah or 20 inches apart so that creates a pattern across the wall right and then when you lay that out you're going to make sure that you've got an even rectangle at both sides right so you lay the whole wall out and make sure that it's spaced evenly mm-hmm. uh, so that it looks good but let's say you you're keeping that theme of even panels we got this jog in the wall that's an odd size maybe it's eight inches or whatever yeah well if it's maybe six or if it's if it's not wide enough to put your two pieces of one by four on mm-hmm. then that's just going to be all one solid piece of wood Okay. So if it's six inches, you'd have a, instead of a four inch panel board, you'd have a six inch to just cover that whole space. Yeah. If it's eight inches, it'd be eight inches. 
if it's 12 inches, then you have enough room to put two pieces and you'd have a little maybe two inch section in the middle or four inch. Yeah. And that's how you do that. And then you'd run your, your cap just over top of all that. Yeah. It is. Um, that makes sense? You know, yeah. Speaking of, you know, kind of planning it out, there's a lot of planning that has oh, yeah. to go into starting a project like this. Definitely. Yeah. Get your uh, pencil out, draw on the wall if yeah, you need to. Yeah, get your to. grid paper. Plan, measure. <laughs> Draw it three times because once you start building it and did it and start it wrong, that's not going to be, yeah. it's going to be painful. Yes. Okay. Let's take a quick break here. Jamie, here we are. Our last segment today on the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're talking about moldings and this has been fun, man. We could make two or three shows out of this. I know. We? Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so much detail to go yep. into, mm -hmm. but yeah, we, we, you know, we just, um, started talking about planning out the trim work and the molding and things like that. And, you know, baseboard doesn't take as much planning as, but if you're going to do some sort of grid on your wall with a, you know, panel wainscoting mm -hmm. or anything like that, figuring it out is half the battle, yeah. you know, of where everything's going to go. Cause no room is just square without any interruptions. Yeah. You know, there's or, probably one somewhere, but somewhere, maybe <laughs> I haven't seen it, but, or there's a window to go under yeah. or things mm -hmm. like that, that yep. you need to kind of interrupt your, your pattern. Mm -hmm. Um, and so thinking that through of kind of how to do that mm -hmm. and how you want to do that. And if you want to, I think the rule of thumb, or I don't know that there really is a rule, but one thing to always consider is I like to try and keep the same width. And if I have to change the height of of the grid, if that makes sense. So if you're going under a window, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. I always try and keep the same width. So if my width between the boards was 16 inches, mm -hmm. keeping that underneath the, the window, if possible. Sure. Um, or yeah, and it's a, but you also need to keep it symmetrical under the window. So it depends on the size of your window. <laughs> well, you know, like, okay, let's talk about the width of the panels. Yeah. You're really gonna go from wall to wall, no matter where the window's at. Right. And the, those same widths will just follow uh, and you'll, it'll get shorter under the widow and under the window and your panels are not typically going to be symmetrical with the window. That doesn't matter because right. they are, they fit the whole wall. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking if anybody wants to attempt this or has questions or wants to shoot us a picture, we'd be happy if you just email it to info at .com with your question. I'd be happy to take a look at it and give them some advice. Yeah, that's, well, that's, okay. that's good. If you're thinking about it, because yeah. <laughs> that's a lot, that's a lot of the legwork there is trying to figure out kind of would this work, mm -hmm. um, you know, and one other really popular, um, trim that we've seen a lot lately is shiplap. Oh yeah. Shiplap. The big shiplap siding. Oh my yes. gosh. It's really funny how that it's a very old fashioned joint. Yes. Okay. Just basically a, a dado in the wood and was used hundreds of years ago, I mean, a mm -hmm. long time ago. But somehow in the last eight, 10 years, it's just gained so much popularity. And well, you know how. How? Joanna Gaines. Oh, is that how, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, to my knowledge, she was the one that kind of brought back that trend. Um, hmm. But it sure is, it sure has very come popular. back with a vengeance. Yeah. It's a very simple thing. It's just, you end up with just a little teeny gap between yeah. two boards with, the ship lap and well, it's very simple, but yeah, but yeah. also can add a lot of character to a home. Um, it's definitely more of kind of that farmhouse yep. feel, but it definitely can add a lot of character. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you have some in your house. Uh, <laughs> are you going to put some in your house? No, no, I don't think so. 
Um, I, actually, I'm going to do, in one of the bathrooms, I want to do somewhat of a shiplap, but on a vertical and only about like 50, 60 inches up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of a thought I had. And yeah. I'm going to paint it like a, almost like an evergreen fog, the color oh, of the year. Nice. That kind of color. That's my thought right yeah, now. Yeah. My wife's into greens. Right yeah. Now. I love green. Mm-hmm. It's a good color. Um, but yeah, so the shiplap is interesting in that it's usually the whole wall. Whereas most of the other trims and moldings don't necessarily go the entire wall. Sometimes mm-hmm. they go, you know, three quarters of the way up or things like that. Shiplap is most often run if it's horizontal all the way up, yeah. um, which can be really dramatic. It can make a really dramatic difference. Yeah. Um, beadboard is another one that's come back. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty easy to install because they sell them just in a big panel. Oh, well, if you buy it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but now, Jamie, come on. I know. <laughs> Dave but, Fox Remodeling is not going to just buy No, that wouldn't pan- be our way of doing things, no. We're going to put actual real boards that are maybe three and a quarter inches wide with the grooves and tongue and groove. And Yes, that's, yeah. that's much more uh, labor intensive and a much better high quality look. Yes. But yeah. And that's where, again, like you can get such a different look of the same thing different mm-hmm. ways and kind yeah. of with different um, expertise of doing it. Yep. But yeah, that can create a nice look as well, depending yeah. on the space, if it's used in the You right know, room. just a chair rail alone can add a lot too. Yeah. And like my wife likes to, we're going to do this in our master. Um, so right now I'm remodeling my master bedroom, bathroom in the, uh, the house we're purchasing. So we're going to do a two-tone paint and it's going to be greens, a, a lighter shade at above the chair rail and a darker shade below the chair rail oh yeah yeah that'll look good Mm -hmm. yeah and even just playing with paint like that you know and adding a chair rail it's amazing how much that can add to a room definitely um yeah and there again sense of scale is important yeah because if you have a typical eight foot high ceiling Mm -hmm. then maybe a two and a quarter two and a half inch chair rails as big as you want to go yeah so i've got like a full nine foot ceiling no nine and a Nine foot four inches in this house. Okay. So I'm going with a little wider, like about a three inch chair rail. Yeah. Just because I've got that taller ceiling. Yeah. That'll look really nice. Mm -hmm. Is there any concern of doing, I mean, a chair rail, probably not, but any of these kind of elaborate moldings in a bathroom with all that humidity and things? No. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. And then this is kind of a different, but in the same realm is a coffered ceiling. Yeah. That There's is, a challenge. If that is one of the most beautiful things. <laughs> a real, a real coffered ceiling with good crown moldings. That's a lot of work. It is, but it is so beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. It's expensive. It is expensive. <laughs> a lot I mean, of wood. A lot yes. of time. Uh, but That's yeah, it's one of my a, favorite elements. On you know some of our projects that really stand out in my mm-hmm. head have a coffered ceiling. Yeah. It. You know, it's it's a hard thing. I think initially to grasp the cost on but the difference it makes in a room at the end of the day the cost makes total sense you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um it really does have a value to the space but it's it's very labor intensive i actually love seeing it before it's painted oh it's my favorite part because you Mm -hmm. can see all the different pieces and Mm -hmm. Especially if it's done in poplar, which already has a bunch of different pieces. Mm-hmm. I just think it looks like a puzzle piece. It's yeah. so cool. Okay, so Mike, who is our wizard yes. at woodworking, I love to watch him do coffered ceilings because 
first, uh, you know, all the one buys go up to create the, the square beam. Mm-hmm. And then you got the crown that goes inside all these rectangles and odd shaped areas if you have an angled wall in the house. Yeah. <clears throat> and Mike, you know, builds the chair or the crown molding, puts it all together before he sets it up into that space. Yeah. And it fits so perfect and all the joints are so perfect. It's just amazing. I, yeah, I, I get real enjoyment out of watching copper <laughs> and ceiling go together. I think that's, to me, probably one of the coolest things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's that's something I could never even attempt. So. Well, you could attempt it. You just buy a lot of wood and keep working at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> first of all, I mean, just even being able to work in that level of detail above your head. I know. It's really a, a really impressive thing to watch, mm-hmm. um, but a beautiful element in a space for yep. sure. Yep. Yeah. So moldings are a great decoration. They're the tatting of your garment. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, they you definitely, don't even know what tatting is. How do you? Know? I well, now you explained it to me. I do. <laughs> <Okay>. All right. <laughs> but it definitely takes your space to the next level. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a yeah. really good way to add character, especially you know Columbus has a lot of newer build homes mm-hmm. um, that don't have as much character yep. um, as some of the older areas and within Columbus. Yeah. And so it's it's really surprising how often we just put more elaborate moldings in a house and change the whole look. Yeah. I mean, yep. for sure. It really elevates the whole space. Yep. Okay. So you've been listening to the Dave Fox Home Revolving Show. Really glad that you're listening. I uh, just want to invite you every Sunday morning at 8, if you're in the Columbus area, to tune in, uh, WTBN. And if you're listening on podcast, of course, you already know where to find us. Uh, you can visit our website, which is DaveFox.com. We invite everyone to go there and see a lot of pictures of beautiful moldings that we put in our projects. And you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com, and there you can listen to any of our previously broadcast shows. We'll be back back next Sunday morning at 8.